Hi, welcome to Teen Talk, a podcast where Jewish teens from around the world can send in questions and we'll explore the answers right here on this platform. Visit our website, jewishteentalk.com, to send in questions for future episodes. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Jewish Teen Talk. This week's episode, episode 19, is with a very special guest, Rivka. Hi. And I think that Rivka, you're going to have so much to share with us and to um, add, especially the questions that have come in. I feel like you're going to have really good insight about them. So I'm excited. Let's dive in. Yeah, they're like really, really loaded. So the first question is, my parents are always telling me that whatever I do will give me a reputation and will affect my shidduch later on in life. I don't really care about that, but they keep reminding me all the time. I just want to breathe and live without worrying or caring about this. Wow, that's a good question. Okay, so this question has a lot of parts to it, but my opinion is is that you're a teenager and you have to grow at your own pace and there's so much learning and inner growth that you have to do. But first of all, if you're doing the right thing, then you have nothing to worry about because like what? What are they going to judge you on? Like, as long as you're doing what Hashem says and what you know is right, then you're fine. Like, there's that. Also, I really strongly feel that you shouldn't just be good because of reputation and because of shidduchim and because other people are watching. You should be you should be being good because you want you want to be close to Hashem. You want a connection to Hashem. You want it should be something more inner, less external I feel like reputation is a lot of time really really fake like reputation is just how other people perceive you and other people see you but nobody knows what you're doing in your house nobody knows what you're like like one like I know someone she's very like externally she like wears pants and stuff like that but inside her house she does a lot a lot of dominating she lives like a double life type of thing she's working on being sneers of course but reputation is nothing it's like I don't know. It's just very, very like fake. And I don't know. It's very hard to judge someone just based off of reputation. Although it's good to have a good reputation, you know, work hard on that, but you can never please everyone. And as a, especially as a teenager, it's very hard. You're going to make mistakes like all teenagers. And yeah, reputation is a hard thing to keep up with. <laughs> yeah, That's all I got. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love your points, Rufka. They're so, so insightful. And they're also, um, they just like get right to the root of the question mm-hmm. itself. So, um, so if I can jump in for a second. Yeah. Um, whenever we get questions in at Jewish Teen Talk, and we encourage questions to come in anonymous questions, we have many coming in. So if yours hasn't been answered, just hold tight. Um, and it will be featured on Jewish Teen Talk when we get to it. And like my husband said on the previous episode, that what we do when we answer a question at Jewish Teen Talk, which you've done already, Rifka, with your answer, mm-hmm. um, is that we try to put ourselves into the shoes of the questioner, the person who asked the question. And so it's not just like we're sitting here, oh, we have all the answers. We're so smart. Um, you know, let us tell you all the answers to life, because honestly, I don't have them myself. But it's it's more putting ourselves into the questioner's shoes and being like, okay, wait, hold on. Why is this question being asked maybe? Or where is this question coming from? 
So what I heard, like when I read the question was a lot of pressure and you mentioned the, the word peer pressure, Rivka, like you, you know, you targeted that right away. Mm-hmm. So it's really pressuring if the word reputation is all about, like you said, like based on what people think about me, right? Like how mm-hmm. they perceive me. And also there's all that stress in the question about like, okay, so then I'm worried that I won't get married or it'll ruin my shit off. And that's super stressful, especially like if I'm not yet at marriageable age and I'm a teenager, now I'm worried about everything I say and everything I do and the way I dress and the way I think. Everything is about my shit off, about who I marry. Yeah, I like deeply like, how do you call it? Like, I relate to this person who's asking because it's always been like a question like, it's very hard, especially when like you're like my age, like a young middle teenager, where you just want to be able to like live life. And like, especially if you've done mistakes in your past, like, what are you supposed to do? How would you come from that? How do you change when you've done a mistake even like how it's just very hard. The reputation is just very, very, very hard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thanks for sharing that. And I'm sure there are so many teenagers that um, feel the same way that can relate you know, in so many ways. So it's exactly what you were saying. Like if reputation is about what people think about me, so it's all about how people view me and their judgments that they make and all that, then especially at the age of being a teenager, when I'm getting to know myself, I'm discovering my, my strengths, my weaknesses, who I am, who I want to be. And all those, you know, questions are slowly falling into place or not. I'm questioning and that's fine too. But especially most teenagers can probably admit, like you had said, Rivka, that I do not want to live life for another person. I don't care what they think. I don't want to be worried about it, especially the way the questioner had asked the question. And I've actually told my kids, like, you know, the word I don't care, the only time, like what I learned from my dad is like the only time that it's like a good word to use is when I'm doing the right thing. And I don't care what other people think or what other people will say. Like, I know this is the right thing. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like so much that I'm saying right now, you touched on like so eloquently and so quickly, (laughs) the fact that if I know that I'm doing the right thing, I know that this is what Hashem wants. I know that I'm connected with God and I know I'm doing the right thing. Then I don't need to care about what other people think. So Mm -hmm. maybe it boils down to instead of reputation being about others, maybe all that matters is the reputation that I have of myself, how I view myself, how I respect myself, how I appreciate myself, right? And how Mm -hmm. I want to be not portrayed because like you were saying, there's the internal and external, but then reputation can also be how God views me, what God (laughs) thinks of me, how he, you know, because essentially what you were saying is that as long as I please God, I'm good, right? I 100% agree with you. 100%. And and there's also that reassurance that before we're born, Hashem already decides who we're going to marry. Like our neshama, you know, is not complete until we get married. So I think that the parents are, um, the parents are concerned and care about their child's well-being. Right? Like we're, I, I want to come from a place where they're not worried about what other people are saying about their child, but they're genuinely, they want their child, they want people to view their child the same way they view their child. 
So, mm-hmm. right. So if we, if we just take that word reputation, shidduch, God decides who we're going to marry. And that's, you know, already in the, I don't know, written by the angels or whoever has it written down and carries it out at the time. I mean, like it's Hashem who makes sure that, you know, two people meet. And But at the end of the day, it sounds like the parents are care a lot about their, their child. And what they're really, what I would interpret it as, and I'm not, I don't know who the questioner is or the situation, but I would interpret it as like what we're saying, that just think about your future. Think about the way that you come across to others. You don't have to care about what they think or what they say, but I feel like a lot of times we're in situations and we make decisions just based on the now. And then I don't really care about the consequences. I don't care about. So I think that that point is also a little bit like just important to, to address the idea that whatever I do will have a lasting effect. Again, I don't need to care about what other people think of me if I know I'm doing the right thing. Rifka, do you have anything to add? Yeah, so, no, I don't really have anything to add, but I'm just going to, like, kind of, like, not summarize, but, like, you're saying that, like, first of all, of course, if you're doing the right thing, then you have nothing to worry about. But at the same time, you should be cautious. You should be careful not to do anything that can cause harm to your shit. You should always have that, like, don't, don't let it take over your life and make you, like, you know, crazy, but at the same time, it should be in your mind. You should be thinking about your future. Don't just do something and not think about the consequences, right? Yeah, I think, and I'm saying it like in a general sense, like not necessarily be worried that your shidduch is never going to come because you did something wrong. Because like you said, Rifka, people do things in their past and then they grow up, they mature, they, they heal, they, whatever happens, you know, we're always evolving and growing. I think it was more the idea that like in the moment when I make decisions, just think about like, what if, what impact is this going to have on me and my relationship with God? So the next question is, why are Jews so sheltered? And okay, so this question, it's very, I, I don't understand what it means. What does it mean sheltered? Sheltered from what? Question, I'm asking you. Okay, it's good. It's good. <laughs> You're questioning the question. Then we're real yeah. Jews, you know, when we're answering with the question. <laughs> so it's actually, it's, so I think what I understand is that the question is, why are Jews so sheltered? In other words, why are Jews um, not so involved in the outside world? And by outside world, I mean um, exposed to things that people who are not re- brought up in religious homes. Well, the, the question I actually used the word Jews, but just for the context, I, I would imagine that it's religious Jews and why are they so sheltered? Why are they not allowed certain things that other people can have? Why are they only allowed to go? Like, the truth is, the question can be um, interpreted in many different ways. Okay, so I, I think I kind of understand it. And I, yeah, it's probably talking about Orthodox Jews. I personally, I'm not sheltered. I mean, I was partially sheltered as a child. I was. I watched only like Itchy Kadoozy and Marvelous Meetus Machine. I never watched Barbie like that was like my childhood but now that I'm older my mom realizes that I don't know I guess she could trust me more and like I can make decisions for myself but at the same time we are Jewish and we are a separate nation and we dress we are different we dress differently we talk differently we act differently we have the mitzvahs 
and we have different standards from the non-Jewish people. Most stuff on social media, you don't need in life. I never really, unless it's like a five minute crafts video for like your kids and like Camp Gun Israel, then that's fine. But, you know, most stuff that I see on social media, I never, ever use. It's not needed. It's not necessary. It's not sheltered. It's just not needed. Yeah. It's so important what you're bringing up about social media and about phones and about how much time we spend on them or how much time we waste <laughs> on them, however you want to look at it. Um, I'm guilty as charged. Yes. And, and I think that it's a, a, such a, a discussion that's so, so important to address on Jewish Teen Talk. And I love that you brought it up. And I'm, I'm wondering if when the person wrote in the question, like, why are Jews so sheltered? If because I think like one approach would be about social media, about um, using screens, you having devices, because, you know, in different um, communities, it's um, allowed, it's not allowed. And I think also, I wonder if the questioner was also asking about um, sheltered in the sense that like, not really aware of what's going on around. I wonder if that was you know, the direction where the question was going. So I, I don't really have a comment on that because personally, I do know what's happening around. I do know. Do, do you have anything to say about it? From what I'm hearing is you're saying, I don't feel sheltered. I, I, I really don't think I'm, I am sheltered. I think I'm still Jewish and I think I'm still Orthodox and I think I still do the mitzvahs at my possibilities, but I don't think I'm sheltered and I'm yeah. Jewish. And, and, and it's interesting because I find that a lot of times, like, I don't know, when I was in a non-Jewish school um, as an adult, um, I had a lot of people saying to me, whoa, like we thought that religious women, like they knew that I wore a wig and they knew that I was Orthodox and that I kept Shabbos and that I kept kosher. And the comments that I would hear or the, or the responses was, whoa, I never realized that religious women were so open or were so you know, because I'd have open discussions with them and they'd be able to ask questions yeah. that they thought I, I, I had no idea about or I wouldn't know what they're talking about. And obviously I was coming from a Jewish Orthodox viewpoint. But all that being said, I also don't feel, you know, like I. OK, so, so it's interesting. I wonder if we could take a look at the word sheltered, like pull apart mm -hmm. that word. Because it's a really interesting what word what they used. What does it mean, sheltered? Yes. I hear it a lot, though. I do hear it a lot. I hear sheltered like, like doesn't know anything, doesn't know anything about, like, I guess, guys or, like, for example, social media subject, like, acting like boomers type of thing. Like, doesn't know, like, normal, like, teenage slang or something like that. But okay, I, I think I think you know these stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the word shelter, actually, shelter, it's a very interesting word that was used because it's such a good word to describe how we live as Jews. Um, shelter means safety. It means protection. If you think of someone who's homeless, they go to a shelter to seek <laughs> refuge, to be safe, to feel warm, to feel protected. So the word shelter means that it's serving a purpose and what is it protecting us from it's protecting us from storms it's protecting us from the weather it's protecting us from danger so essentially the word shelter means that 
that it's protecting us. It's helping us. It's serving a purpose. Yeah, like it's a positive thing. Mm. So it could. So so that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it could be a good thing, and it a lot of the time is. And you know there are bad things in the world, and I've seen it. And you know, it's very important to try to stay far away from that and be sheltered from that. Yeah, yeah. And so, as as Jews, when we are sheltered in a visual sense, like if I if I have shelter and I have a roof over my head and I feel protected and I feel safe, then I can put my energy towards like, let's say somebody doesn't have a home, right? So they're constantly on the run, having to make sure that they don't get hurt, that, that they're not um, in danger, that the weather doesn't um, harm them. So all their energy is being put into protecting themselves all the time. Hmm. But somebody who lives in like a home has that roof over their head, has the space that they don't have to worry about getting hurt from the outside you know, from the outside surroundings, then they can invest all their energy into, let's say, like beautifying their home or creating a a safe environment, a respectful environment, they can design their home. So, so to put it, you know, to bring it back to why are you so sheltered? So if you think about shelter, it's like against the storm against dangers. So as a nation, we are preserving and we're living what we were commanded and what we were given the gift that we were given you know there was a gift that was given to us many years ago at Mount Sinai at Har Sinai and we're preserving that as a nation so there are many storms around us things that are in this world that challenge our identity as a Jewish nation what a Jewish person will do is they will look into it. They'll, they'll find out, they'll go to their rabbi, they'll look into the Torah. When I was in university, um, there were many times when I was taught different subjects, or there were different things that they said, or different theorists, or different ideas. And I would always have to go back to my values and my beliefs as a Jew. So for me, it was like, I had to strengthen in my Torah classes, Mm -hmm. I had to strengthen in my perspective as a Jew. And what do I believe in? And what does the Torah say? What does God say? How did God design the world? So, you know, like you're saying, there's always going to be things that happen around us or people that make choices in their life, people that live a certain way that maybe I don't live in my own life. And again, you know, I had so many people come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I never knew that you knew these things or you can talk about them with us or clarify. But at the end of the day, if I'm living a Jewish, a Jewish life and I've been born Jewish, then I've been given a gift. And so when we embrace that gift, then we don't have to, we we are so sure in who we are and we're connected to the right source. So sheltering can be a good and bad thing. And, you know, the word they use and everything that is connected to it. I think we're Jewish people and sheltering you have to be protected you know it's a good thing it's important to be protected (laughs) yeah and I think that every home and every um every community is going to make you know is going to create the parameters that they create and Mm -hmm. they're going to like every community you can say is sheltered in, in a different way but that's it it's exactly what you're saying at the end of the day shelter is actually a good word and it's protecting us and it's keeping us 
it's preserving us as a nation and also helping us live the lifestyle that God wanted us to live as a Jewish nation um, and to just live according to Torah and, and making the world a better place. So the third question, last super juicy question that everyone's thinking is, I know the rules about having boyfriends as in dating, but what about guy friends as in friendships? There is no rule against talking to a guy. Okay, you go. Take the stage. <laughs> so, <laughs> you. Okay, I'm going to pull off this um, this response by asking a question. Um, but first of all, just I want to validate the questioner. So the question is like, okay, I understand that touching a guy, the idea of Shomer Nagia, where we don't touch guys or you don't get into like a, a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend. And we've discussed that in other episodes. I'm going to refer back to episode um sorry episode 18 and episode 16 where my husband addressed these type of questions um and here the questioner is asking okay but what's the rule about just talking with a guy like kind of just being in a friendship and we talk and that's it like that's it doesn't go past that mm. um i'm curious why you feel the need to have friendship with a guy to talk to a guy in other words, what it, what's in it for you? Okay, so I can say it's very entertaining. It's very fun. It's very exciting. Um, you know, you could talk to your girlfriends about it. Be like, ooh, who texted, you know? And it's definitely more exciting. And it's juicy. <laughs> but at the same time, sometimes girlfriends, they're very, like, they can be very how do you call it, dramatic, sometimes it's refreshing to have a guy friend, you know, a guy friend who's just, like, blunt, you can ask advice, just, like, who's, like, real, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I right. understand coming from, I 100%, or he, or, no, probably, probably she. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure guys can relate, too, to, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, the, the so it could, it's the same question, what about girlfriends, like, talking yeah. to, as a girlfriend, not, like, dating but just as a friend you know a lot yeah. of guys I know that a lot of guys have girlfriends like friends to like you know girls can be very understanding so having a refreshing talk with a girl can really be helpful can really be needed sometimes especially when they're going through stuff just to be able to have someone who can understand them be compassionate some traits that not a lot of guys have so it, right. it goes it goes both ways right yeah and you touched on a few really good points Rifka like the first thing you were mentioning just the words entertaining juicy <laughs> uh, <laughs> is is such a yeah the, the words that you're using are um so relevant the other idea I wanted to say was what you spoke about like the the way that a woman's created and the strengths that she has and then guys are created differently Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to touch on those two points. We're both different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. So the first idea you were saying about like entertaining, juicy, you know, you have what to tell your friends. Um, I could relate to that when I was a teenager. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking about crushes or who do you, mm. you know, and I remember feeling I, I actually felt the pressure like I actually I have to have a crush on someone because everybody's talking about it. Really? And, yeah. And then at one point, um, I mentioned one guy to some friends. And then before I knew it, like, I feel like nowadays, it's much easier to get someone's number to start chatting to start talking. Mm -hmm. It could be through social media, it could be through WhatsApp, 
like people just get numbers much easier. But then um, I had like one of like one of the the girls in the group kind of tried to make a move where the guy would talk to me or kind or sending a message. Okay, now I sound really old, but like sending a message through her brother that I was interested in talking to the guy. And and it was so close to us starting to talk. And then my mom actually overheard a conversation that I was having on the phone. Yeah, talk about like overhearing conversations. You're like, wait, but if I had my cell phone, my mom wouldn't hear it. But here it was with the home phone. And she really nipped it in the bud. And I was so grateful afterwards because I really remember thinking, first of all, when when it happened, I was so distraught. Like, oh my gosh, it was exactly what you're saying. It would have been so entertaining, so juicy. I would have had what to say to my friends. Um, But in hindsight, when I looked back a few months later, I realized how, what a slippery slope it would have been to start talking to a guy. Like it would have, it wouldn't have just been talking to a guy. Um, So that's like based on my own experience in that regard. And then Right. And then when you brought up about like women have these strengths that maybe a guy is looking for, you're so right because women and men are created differently. That's just a fact. Yeah. And so, okay. So here's the thing a woman is seeking a more emotional connection most of the time, at least. Yeah. She, like you were saying, different strengths of a girl is, you know, um, reassuring, compassionate, understanding, has that emotional cap- capacity. Um, I think you mentioned some other words that were, you know, so great as descriptions. I forgot and then what the guys, I said. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the guys have their own strengths. Um, right. It's funny, like, I'm not saying them now because we're on the girls, you know, week. Yeah. Um, no, but guys can also be more practical, down to earth, um, yeah. you know, um, yeah can like you were saying can be direct yeah and and so it's interesting because the way that we're describing it where the woman has her strengths and then the guy has his and then it sounds like okay we're not talking about girlfriend boyfriend it was clear in the question and we're not talking about them touching but just to have a a friendship where they can talk to each other the guy gives good advice the woman is a good emotional connector or she's you know has that understanding sounds like everything's fine what's wrong with it don't ask me (laughs) um so it's a very touchy subject you know like you're playing with fire it's I feel like that's for marriage no that's what a marriage is for you're completing the other half you have another half and that's what he is for he is there to complete you your soulmate completes you he's your other half and you need him and so that's what marriage is for. I've seen the bad relationships. I'm not, I, I have non-religious friends. I have, I have done the whole third wheeling stuff and you know, it's, it can be really bad and like breakups, especially I've seen all of them. I brought the ice cream. I've done the movies. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I had to deal with it. And you know, I've seen, I've seen my friends have to go through it and it was really hard for them. The question was, is there anything wrong with talking to a guy? That was the question. Right. Is there any rule about talking to a guy? And I believe it was talking about a friendship with a guy, right? Yeah. Is there, by the way, like, like actually, like in the Torah, yeah. is there anything? There is? Yeah. So I had to do my, my research with this question. Um, I and tried. I always, 
<laughs> no, I always learn so much through Jewish Teen Talk through these questions because I have to do my own digging and really, you know, um, fake finding out. So talking, so actually from the Shulchan Aruch, so from the the code of, of law, the Jewish code of law, there is the idea that a guy and a girl can talk, say, professional or about business-minded topics. Oh, I think I saw this one, like talking excessively can like. Bring yeah, so when it, right. So then that would be considered more like flirting and also like a major, major prohibition, a major law that a woman before marriage is a nida. So she's mm. not in a state where she can be with a guy um, until she gets married, until she goes to mikvah. Right. So, right. So if we're talking about a young girl and a young guy, and I want to say this first, I want to preface by saying that Jewish teen talk, we're not here to tell you what to do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're also not necessarily um, taking one side and I have an agenda and I'm like, I'm going to make you listen to me on Jewish teen talk. And I really (laughs) hope, you know, it's, it's really that we grow together. We learn together. We address questions. We open up the subjects And then I will, again, like I said, do my research or, you know, we always learn from whoever comes on the episode. They have their own viewpoint. Um, So we bring in facts. We we also bring ourselves into the episode. And obviously, everybody will make their informed decisions in their life. Hopefully, people can gain clarity, um, can grow from these episodes. But again, I don't have an agenda to tell someone what to do. I just want to make that clear off the bat. But I did look into the the laws. So there is the clear law, and it's a very, very strong prohibition in the Torah that Hashem commanded that a man and a woman cannot be together if a woman is a nida and if they're not, also if they're not married. Mm -hmm. Wait, together as in what? Together as in um, having relations together, sleeping together. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so then some of our listeners and maybe yourself, Rifka, are wondering, like, Bashi, why did you go so far with that? Like, yeah. where are you going? <laughs> like, what about just, like, so, talking like, as, like, coworkers? Yeah, exactly. So what about just talking? So I went straight to that halacha because I'm bringing it up as, like, that is a rule in the Torah. Right. So that's also, from the Torah itself. That's what Hashem commanded. And, like, the question before we're talking about, like, this is, like, years back to when we received the Torah. Like, there's, like, this is, this is real. This is the truth. There's the law that's coming from Tyra. And then there are boundaries and limits that the Chachamim, the rabbis, have given us to prevent such a big, um, such a big situation from happening. So, so it's so think of it as like exactly what you're saying, Rifka, that they created these limits and these boundaries and these rules but those are coming from the chachamim from the rabbis from the wise sages because that it won't lead to this prohibition so what am i trying to say so you know we can agree that and i and the questioner saying that as well is that if a guy and a girl are touching or they're kissing or they're hugging like that is you know already going into a zone of like no no and it seems like it's very clear by the question and it's because of what Hashem, you know, has commanded us. So then what's so wrong about talking together? Right. We still so haven't I, touched upon that. Just talking to a guy, just being, you know, friendly. 
not touching, not being alone, not with all the prohibitions, but just, you know, talking. So because a woman has like such strengths to offer and so much to offer and the guy has his and they're created different. So, you know, in, I think people look at it like old fashioned is when, okay, the girls and the guys are separated. They don't talk to each other. They don't spend time together. A lot of people look at that as like old fashioned. And nowadays, like if someone's with the program and with the times, you know, you'll see like there's co-ed schools, there's guys and girls that hang out together all the time. There's so that, that boundary kind of has blurred. And what we call that is like desensitization where people kind of become less sensitive to the fact that there is a biological, physiological, emotional difference between men and women, between guys and girls. And so no matter where someone's going to come from and is going to say, hey, and some people can do it. But most of the time when people are saying, hey, you know, the guy, he's just a friend. I just talked to him. I talked to him like all my other friends. And if anything, he's a better listener. He gives me great advice. And in the other episodes, my husband called it a platonic relationship. Yeah. Right. So there's no romance. There's no kissing. There's no hugging. There's no like it's it's fine. He's just a friend. It's, but it's based- like an uncle type of conversation, if you know what I mean. It's like, uncle, yeah. like, like you're just talking, having banter. It's platonic, you know? Yeah. So I want to say like that time when it's just, okay, this is just a guy and we're just friends and we're just talking. Most of the time it leads to more. So I have something to add. It's true. Like, I know of girls who have talked to guys actually one of my friends happened and she was telling me there's this guy and she's talking to him he's really nice he's very sweet they're family friends and there's nothing happening nothing going on they're just very good friends they talk all the time they talk on snap um they both work in the same camp so no you know like it, it, it works and they're very great friends very platonic very great she doesn't like him and she's like he definitely doesn't like me we're like good friends like I can't see ever anything happening. We're Shomer Nikia. We're very good like that. And so, and so she was like, like literally nothing's happening. And someone really, really, really wise, she said that most of the time, one person on the side, like one, one of the sides, the girl or the guy will have feelings. And you don't know if he has the feelings and you might have the feelings, but it's really hard to be able to differentiate whether he has the feelings or not. And I remember her saying like, after she was like, I beat the system, it's not happening to me, I'm fine. And we hear he likes her. And she was like, oh my gosh, I did not know this was happening. So basically what we realized is, you know, it's really hard to be able to tell if somebody likes you or not, if somebody has, has feelings. Turns out he had a lot, a lot of feelings turned out to be a little bit messy but you know that's how that's how it that's how it gets that's how it is and so it was very much like wow it was a very wow moment you know what I mean like oh it is true this is how it works you know yeah And and yeah sorry and and it is the natural way that God created guys and girls is to have that attraction towards each other to have that you know, um, 
but they are at the end of the day, two different, um, are built differently, are created differently. And if we try to convince ourselves that guys and girls can have these platonic relationships where it's just friends and it's exactly like a girlfriend and it's then we're, it's counterproductive because they're never going to be identical. Mm-hmm. Like as understanding as a guy is and whatnot, like he's a guy at the end of the day. And yes, there are guys that are more emotional and that have those strengths. But most of the time, and I've heard this also so many times, is that, like you said, a lot, a lot of times there's feelings on the other side or there's so much confusion also because it's like, wait, hold on. We are supposed to just be friends. But now that these feelings are coming up and I want to be closer, but I don't know how to say that to her. I don't know how to say that to him. But what our sages have created are boundaries, our healthy boundaries to be able to protect. I don't want to use the word protect because it sounds like someone's hurting the other. But to be able to... to help us live our life I heard like the acronym of God is good orderly direction to live our life with like this sense of clarity the sense of identity of pride of self-worth of just feeling connected in a spiritual sense and in our in our daily lives by following in God's ways and when we do that and we wait until marriage and that's when we meet you know our soulmate And we really experience a relationship and a friendship that is the way that God created the world. And he wants us to experience that moment and cherish it without past relationships or past um, romance, um, you know, um, moments that we've shared with the other gender. Anyways, all I can say is it's worth the wait. And that's the way God created it. And I think that I just want to acknowledge that the the question was very, very, um, was a golden question that, like you said, um, Rivka, probably many teenagers have in their mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially religious teenagers who are raised in um, segregated schools, just with their own, you know, their own gender. And I hope that we at least gave a little bit of clarity on this subject and, um, Hope we answered it uh, the best way possible. Yeah. And I always, we always, always encourage comments, questions, feedback. Um, If you have a counter argument or something came up for you, you know, while we were talking and you thought, hey, wait, hold on. How is that dot, 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 whatever questions come up, please go to jewishteentalk.com and send them in anonymously. And if you want to be featured on a future episode, you can go on Jewish Teen Talk too and let us know. We will reach out to you. Just put your email in. Um, Rifka, I want to thank you so much for being here tonight. Of course. It was my pleasure. It's really, really, thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And you, you, you like your, your answers were direct, you know, spot on, insightful, right to the point. Um, I really felt like you added so much and I'm sure our listeners um, appreciate it too and we're (laughs) looking forward to our next episode on Jewish Teen Talk thank you for listening and please tune in next week for our brand new episode